Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, March 29th, head coach Nick Sirianni met with the media from the annual league meeting in Florida. Yeah, we're, we're constantly building, right? And so right now, it's just a little portion of it, right? We've, we've, we've built through free agency a little bit. But we have a lot of draft, uh, draft picks that are about to come up. You know, there's always can be guys added to the roster uh, later on. And so, you know, it's building. Do I, I don't, I never really think you're ever a finished product. You're always building, uh, trying to get better. And, uh, you know, I, but I am excited about the pieces that we've added so far. Again, we have so much more time. Like, I think about last year, at, uh, you know, after, even after the draft, where we added an important piece to our back seven with, with Steve Nelson. And so, again, like, I feel good about the guys that we have on, on the team. Um, you know, obviously you have uh, uh, Darius Slay. He'll be mad that I said Darius, but Slay, right, who is a high-quality corner that we all know. Um, and then I think we have a lot of good young corners that showed us a lot in practice that maybe didn't get the time to go out on the field last year to play that we're really excited about. Um, and I don't want to miss anybody, but you have, you know, Zach McPherson, obviously, you have Tay Gowan, you have um, Mac McCain, Kerry Vincent, all those, all those different guys that are young first-year players. And we have a great secondary group of coaches, right? We have Denard Wilson, uh, we have DK McDonald, and then obviously Jonathan Gannon working with the secondary. I can't wait to see how those guys continue to develop um, their game because they're, they're going to have some great coaching. Season in terms of the work he does, whether it's with a personal quarterback coach, and what are some things that you think he does need to improve on this summer for next season? Uh, well, obviously at this point in time, you're not supposed to be talking football with your with your players, but you know Jalen and I talk all the time, uh, not about football, but different different things, um, and you know. Obviously, we, you know, at the end of year meeting with every player that we've that we've had it with. Again, I'm not I'm not even through all the players yet, but like, you have a conversation about our our conversation goes a little bit like, hey, we just talk a little bit about what he did well, what they didn't, what we need to improve on, where they're working out, um, you know, any any. Uh, Thing, any tips about the, um, I guess to say, the uh, the organization and how we can make that better so everything's on the table. And, and that's like that with every player. And obviously you're, you even have a closer relationship with the quarterback because you're with them all the time. So, um, you know, that, that, there was no different there with Jalen. Suggested though that um, yesterday, like that Jalen was doing some, some interesting things in the offseason himself. So I guess maybe he had probably come to you and just said it. Yeah, you heard, but I mean, has that filtered back to you? And what are those? Do you know those specifics? He's, you know, he's working with different with different people, and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to put his business out there as far, but he's working with some people down in Southern California to throw. I let you guys kind of. Uh, do the digging there to, to find out more with that. But, uh, you know, but he's, this guy, again, I, I go back to the type of guys that maximize their football potential. And, and what are the common denominators of those guys? They have high, uh, they have high uh, character, they have high football IQ, they love football, they're tough and they're competitive. Jalen is all of those things. And so Jalen is working on trying to get 
you know, you know every every angle he can to get better. Um, and so whether that's working with a, a quarterback guy or uh, studying film, uh, different ways of doing that, he's he's doing everything he can do to to get better. Signed a lot of players in sort of depth roles, you know, like Boston Scott and guys like that. Do you think there's a correlation between the connection and emphasis and wanting to bring those guys back in the building? I think. Yeah, of course. I, I think there, there's definitely. I, I would definitely say that I get attached to guys, and then they do. They, you know, exactly the type of job they can do and what they do for you, um, and and that's exciting, right? To be able to to have a guy come back that, that performed a big role for you, you know, and was it the role that Boston wanted, you know, early on? Probably not, right? You know, with Miles carrying the, the heavy load of it and then and Kenny Gainwell playing a lot. And, uh, you know, we just have a, a good state. We had a good stable of backs last year. But I really value Boston as, as, a, as a player, as a teammate. Um, and I'm glad we have him back. I'm glad we have some of those guys back in those roles. That's still, you know, to be determined, right? Um, I know the role that Zach played for us when he was in Indianapolis, and Zach was, Zach was early on in Zach's career. To me, he was one of the best four or five wide receivers in the NFL. And what I mean by that, he was the fourth. He was the fourth guy. He can play. He can back up every position um, in the slot. He can back up on the outside. He played a big key in, in special teams. Uh, he brought an element of toughness to the to the group, um, and so that's what his role was early on. Then, the following year, he was you know after in 2019, he was like our number three. That got elevated with some injuries to being our number two and our number one at, at times. So Zach, you know. And, I, and, and where you really like Zach is, again, that toughness that he brings. So, you know, a lot is to be determined uh, still with the, with the group, but it's an important piece that we're excited to have, and we know the type of football character that Zach brings to the Philadelphia Eagles and to our organization. And so uh, couldn't be more happy about uh, Zach being, a, being an Eagle. In terms of Reddit, how do you expect to use them? Is he at the, at the end or stand-up that? Again, that's there's a, there's 31 other teams that want to know exactly how we're going to use them, and and, and my the way I'm going to think about it is we don't have to make a decision until that first game. I don't even know who that first game is against. We obviously have many plans. Um, obviously, you wouldn't sign a guy uh, for for. You know the way we to a, that kind of contract, unless we had major plans for him. But I think at this particular time, that's to our advantage of you know how we're gonna how we're gonna use him. Obviously, you pay a guy like that to rush the passer. That will be definitely a big part of our plan for him. Is that he's gonna that's what he gets paid to do, and um, that's a that's a need that we have that that we want him to you know help fill that role with the rest of the defensive ends that we have on our football team. Have you guys had any uh, any interest from other teams in Gardner Minshew? And do you have a nice a sense where his mentality is at after you know kind of expressing that he wanted to be the starter? Sure, I, I think you know. Again, I don't want to uh, get into anybody else's business. That's that's you know with with other teams or anything like that. But all I can say is I value uh, Gardner Minshew very much. Right? He's 
he helped us make the playoffs last year, right? With him being able to step in when Jalen was was dinged and and play a very good game against the Jets. I mean, that just adds value to him, and you know that adds value for 31 other teams with him, right? But it also adds value for for us as well, knowing you know knowing that you need good quality backups and and. And uh, I'm sure glad that he's he is our backup on our football team, um, and I look forward to continuing to work with him. You guys made some effort in the wide wide receiver market, uh, whether via trade or free agency, and then you ultimately ended up with Zach. And, and how he was talking about increasing the targets for Quez and Monte. So I'm wondering. So it seems like. You know, again, you're always trying to look to improve your team in any way that you can. Um, I'm very pleased with this with this wide receiver group. I mean, I, it's, I'm constantly thinking about other groups that I've had in the past, how this group stacks up against that group. Hey, this is this group was a number one passing offense in the NFL. How does this group stack up? And, I, and I'm very pleased of how our wide receiver group, we're young. We know that. We're a young wide receiver group that is still developing. And I don't think you've seen the, the max potential of any of these guys. I know you haven't seen the max potential of any of these guys. And we're going to be on their, on their butts all offseason, all training camp, to get that max potential out of them. And I understand what you're saying. You know, we're... we're Obviously, uh, looking to improve our team in any way that we can, and there's there's rumors out there of what we've uh, been involved in. But I'm very excited about this wide receiver group. Uh, I love the addition of Zach uh, to the wide receiver group, and you know, again, this this group is growing uh, as a young as a young group. The targets. You know, I think you see it uh, many different ways throughout the NFL of of how teams how teams get it done, and you know you see that you know it, you can you can be a, a top ranked run team, you can be a top ranked pass team to get it done. Um, you know, the main stats that we're really fo always focused on are did we win the explosive play battle, and did we win the turnover battle, right? And so those are the stats that I really always dive into is did we win those two and you and you saw last year that even in a run heavy offense we were able to be an explosive um explosive pass offense right with the amount of explosive plays that we made so i don't want to i don't want to corner myself or uh, that's not the right way to say it but i don't want to say that you have to play this way or you have to play that way we have to do what's best to be able to win win games and if that's getting Devonte a hundred and 40 targets that's what it is and, but you know you want to get those guys in your team and again I don't want to give a number of like this is how many targets Devontae should get this is how many number of targets uh, Dallas should get um, but obviously we want to feed our guys that are, that are making plays um, and you can still do that and be a run heavy team and you can still do that when you're a pass heavy team sure Versus the Bills, and they're watching the Bengals versus the Rams. You're, well, most of those teams are maybe one, you know, 
has been offensively or not, it's going to be greatly increased if you, if you are that type of offense. That, that's fair. Uh, that you know, you can you can definitely see that. Again, I've I've been a part of teams that have, that have done it both ways, and uh, we're gonna do like we're gonna do what we feel like we can do best to win football games, and. You know, you did. You got to watch some um, some really great offenses passing the football uh, during the playoffs. Um, but I, I truly believe you can win. There's there's diff- there's always a way to win football games in the NFL. You just got to find that way that week of how to do that. And, and sometimes your team grows into a run-heavy team. Sometimes it grows into a pass-heavy team. We don't have to make that decision of who we are uh, until, you know, until game one, right? And uh, and really, that always evolves. So um, I'm not pressed about that, and uh, we we're gonna work like crazy to get our pass game where we want it, you know, to get it better. Um, because I think at the end of the day, I, I don't remember what we ended up in, in pass game. I think it was maybe 25th or sixth or whatever. That needs to be better. You want it more. You want it to be. You want to make sure that you're not deficient. In, in any area um, because then obviously the, the teams that are game planning against you will have an opportunity to take advantage of that. So we're, try, we're trying to make our weaknesses and I'm not saying that I don't feel like that's our weakness, but we're trying to make things that maybe we're not where we want to be or up to our standard. We're always trying to get better at those things. We're always plus 16 on pass plays and we're plus 10 on run plays. I know the NFL does it a little bit differently. That's what we we deem as our explosive plays for certain reasons as far as when it comes down to whether you score on on that explosive, uh, when you have an explosive play or, so that's, that's what our categories have been and that's what we've done. Uh, so we keep our own stat with that. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, again, there is every position we've tried, like the communication piece is the most important piece that Howie and I can have together, right? Of, hey, here's what the good offenses that I've been a part of have been the common denominator. So what you try to, what you try to spell out with every position, and I know you guys are obsessed with wideouts, so I'll stay with the wideout, okay? So, and I guess, and I guess I am too. Um, but for instance, like for a wide receiver, you always want to spell out the trait that you're looking for. Um, for instance, wins consistently one on one, right? Well, what is the and then you want to try to spell out the athletic ability of what it takes to be good at that trait: body quickness, uh, play strength. Um, speed, whatever it might be, all right? And then you try to spell out a player that you've had in the past that that looks like that. And as you kind of build a a wide receiver room or a tight end room or a running back room to fit all the the different pieces. So again, it's all different body types and body shapes that can make a, a a guy that's good at yards after the catch, right, doesn't have to be Right, uh, big, strong, and physical. He could be, right, or he could be small, quick, and elusive, right. And so, again, there's many different ways to get it done. Um, 
And so I felt like we had a lot of those, a lot of those pieces, right? You got one piece that I didn't, we didn't know if we had right away that we ended up getting in the draft was, was Kenny Gainwell, like the, you know, like the Naheem Hines type or the Danny Woodhead type or the Austin Eckler type that we had had in the past in our offenses. So, you know, that was a, that was a good piece. And then we're going to be able to add, add pieces uh, throughout the draft, but to pinpoint, I guess maybe not the maybe not the we we have looked at all that and we know what we're we're needs, but again, 31 other teams are going to want to know what our needs are, uh, you know, and what we believe our needs are, and so I think some of that is best best kept close to the best. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, you 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 watch. You, you spend all your time um, evaluate like right when we when we get done with the season um, when we get done with the season it's a constant evaluation of your of our season it's a constant evaluation of the guys in the draft the free agency and different things you're gonna want to do to get better so you, you watch the tape and um, it's different. Like you watch the tape, obviously week in, week out, and you say this guy played good in this game, this guy played okay in this game, this guy played bad, whatever it is. But then when you see it as a whole, and you're watching, for instance, you're watching inside zone, or you're watching uh, a cross or crosser family in the pass game, you can kind of pinpoint more, even more so, like this guy's really good at this, or this guy's deficient at this, and so. What we try to do as coaches, again, is point out the good things and, and try to correct the bad things. So that's what we're in the process of right now is, is putting tapes together of um, here's what Quez Watkins needs to do to get better and to be a better football player next year. And here's what Jalen Hurts needs to do to be a better football player next year. And that's our job when they first get in our first week with them is, hey, we spell it out for them. Hey, Here's what you need to get better at, and here's what we want you to, to succeed at, and here's video evidence of that. And so that that's what we're in the process of doing now. As far as projecting, again, it's that's how you, that's how you do it. You're, you're you're just evaluating the whole process and seeing what guys are good at and what they're deficient at. You mentioned that you speak to uh, you mentioned that you speak to Jalen quite a bit uh, throughout the offseason. There's also a lot of rumors about Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, the draft coming up. Do you offer him reassurances when things like that come up that you know you're, he is the quarterback for next season? I think our actions uh, do that all the time, you know, and and we we're always we're always communicating, we're always talking, and uh, and our actions show that. We're I couldn't be more excited about Jalen Hurts and the, again the type of player he is, the type of person he is. I know he's going to continue to develop um, because of who he is, and so. I can't. I couldn't be more excited to, to work with him, and I know he knows that. He, I know that he's excited to work with us and to build on the good year that he had uh, last year. And so he knows our. He's our guy, um, and we show him that with our actions uh, day in day out. Say that. I'm sorry. I was in the draft. You and the staff. Broad specific requirements for each position, whether it's height, weight, speed, measurements. It's kind of what I, I was saying to Bo. Like you, you, you go through it and you say, "Here's the needs for this position, right?" And it, and it's, it's not all. 
And again, I'll stay with wideouts. Like it's not all wideouts are the same, right? It's right. You could and I'll and I'll go on past teams too, right? Like a guy that's a good yards after catch could look like T.Y. Hill, and it could look like uh, Jalen Rager. He could look like um, Keenan Allen. He could look like Tyrell Williams. Those are all different body types. You're looking for the skill set, right? You're looking for that specific skill set of what you want out of that that wideout. Again, it, in different ways, like you see it throughout the league, right? The way uh, Debo Samuel runs with the football. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. The way Debo Samuel runs with the football, big, strong, physical. We all see how you know how uh, is different than how. Um, Tyrell Williams ran with Tyrell Williams when we were in San Diego was a great yards after catch guy, um, but in a different way. He led the NFL in yards after catch, I think, in 16. But he didn't make he didn't run anybody over. He didn't really make anybody miss. He caught the ball. He ran his speed uh, to the to the edge and, and got yards after the catch on our shallow game. So that can look a lot of different ways. Um, and we try we just try to spell out the skill set as much as we possibly can. So us and the scouts are on the same page of what were what has succeeded in the past. Again, there's many different ways to, to do this thing. I've, I've, I've been on offenses that are number one in running, and I've been on offenses that are number one in passing. So um, there's many different ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Because it, it just there's just so many different types of, uh, of ways to get it done. Um, yeah, you know, it, to be able to, it's just a lot to balance, right? Because there's a lot that goes into uh, calling the game, and there goes and there's a lot that goes into preparing the team for the week. And so, the you know, um, the best thing that I had, and I'm gonna, I'm kind of hearing your question about challenges, but I'm gonna say the best thing I had was experienced play callers on my staff that really helped me. Shane Steichen, um, you know, really at the end of the day, we called the game. We called the game together, Shane and I. Um, he had called the game in the past with uh, with the Chargers. I, uh, Kevin Petulo, who had been had done a lot of that uh, involved in the play calling with with the um, Chan Gailey and with uh, in the college game. Jason Michael was the coordinator at uh, who's our tight end coach. Um, was the coordinator at Tennessee. Brian Johnson is our quarterback coach, um, who was offensive coordinator at the University of Florida. So Jeff Stoutland's our run game coordinator, who has a lot of good ideas in the run game. He helped come up with a lot of our ideas in the run game, along with Jason Michael. So it's like I, ha I didn't have a shortage of guys that that um, I just had so many guys that were experienced in in calling plays. So that helped that transition a lot. Um, and then, you know, you're always, I, I feel very blessed as far as the head coaching part of it, that I've been around really good coaches in my life. I got to sit at home with my dad, who was a, you know, and, and Coach Hackett the same way, right? Got to sit at home with my dad for the first 18 years of my life, so I was learning to be a coach right there. I played for probably the best, uh, the, the winningest college football coach of all time, and Larry Karras, who was a phenomenal head coach. Um, and then I just I, and my brothers are, were head coaches, so I got to at, at, uh, at Easter dinner or Fourth of July weekends, 
uh, when I had an opportunity to grow as a coach there at every one of those opportunities. And then, you know, there's been a lot of guys in the NFL that have really helped my career. And I, and I, they, these guys know who I'm going to mention. Frank Reich has been a great, great influence on me. So um, there were definitely challenges, but I felt like my path leading up to that helped prepare me for it. And then the guys that I had on my staff really uh, helped that go smoothly. Uh, you know, he was as we went as we went through the season. We we did every we do everything together, right? We we talk about hey, here's our first down calls. Here, here's our here's our first fifteen. Here's our uh, third down calls. Here's our red zone calls, and. You know, and so we went we went through it that way. But like, um, when we got into the you know into the season, it was just I knew what Shane was was calling at, at certain points, or I would tell him to call this, or he would call that. And really, um, it, it was pretty similar throughout the whole year. I mean, that's what he, we were doing the whole year, and it would free me up at times, like where I could talk to Shane, like, hey, what are our next two or three plays that are coming? And Shane would talk. You know, we would talk it over with Stout. I would talk it over with Shane. Um, hey, I'd like to see this, Shane, here and here. And we talk about, like, hey, here's our next set of plays that are coming up. And then I was able to go talk to the – Shane would call that into the quarterback. Shane would uh, be able to manipulate the, the way that he wanted that to go. The, the, hey, I want to call this first, this second, depending on, on some things. And I, it freed me up to be able to go over to the – to the defensive side and say, hey, let's go, you know, or, hey, that was a great job right here. I, I think you, I think what we see is, you see Sean McVay talking to his guys all the time uh, on defense or on offense. And, uh, you know, I was able to do that because of the experience of Shane uh, as a play caller or go to the special teams um, and, and get them going and break down a breakdown before the, uh, we went out for kickoff or anything like that. So again, just had so much uh, trust in Shane and, and the way that he thinks about offense, we think about offense similarly, um, and it, it's just a big benefit for us. Derek Barnett had rough patches last season. Why are you willing to roll back both of those guys? I think, yeah, you know, as a, I had rough patches last season, right? Uh, Jalen had rough patches last season. We believe in those guys. You know, we believe in in Fletcher Cox. We believe in Derek Barnett. Um, not only of the type of player they are, like Fletcher Cox is still uh, dominant in the run game. He's still a dominant uh, player in the in the run game that, that can stop the run and it still can get after the and he still can get after the passer. Derek Barnett is everything that embodies what we want in a in the characteristics of a player. He's tough. He's competitive. He's got high football IQ. He's got high character. He loves football. I and I love Derek Barnett. All right. I love the type of player he that that and the type of person that he is. Um, and so we just felt like they fit, you know, what we want as not only as a player, but um, as a person and as a teammate. And so I'm excited to get those guys back in the roles uh, that they're gonna play this year and on our team. I would argue that the, uh, the Pascal signing you know, shows your sway over personnel. Um, I'm sorry, say that again. You can argue that that shows the sway that you have over personnel. I'm wondering if you feel like your voice is growing in that area and how that's working with Howie. Um, 
again, Howie and I talk about talk about everything, and every and every decision we make is, you know, we talk we talk through it. Obviously, Howie is in charge of the team and, and putting the team together, um, you know. But he's using all the resources that he has um, to help do that, and so we talk about everything. And of course, I thought, you know, I want Zach Pascal on this football team. Um, I don't think that's a secret here, right? And so. But my job is to explain how we would use Zach Pascal. My job is to explain the what, what I see in the player, and again, how the use of it, and uh, or if it's on the defensive side of the ball, um, it's to explain like as an offensive coach, I fear this guy, right? Or I don't fear this guy. That's kind of how we we go about that right there. And then his and then how his job is to to see if it makes sense for the team. And so it's a what a what that, again. That's why this is such a great team game. It's not only every position on the field working in unison um, to get the job done, but then it's also behind the scenes too. Um, that you better be on the same page. The the the, the parity in, the parity in this league is so tight, right? That any any anything that bumps that bumps your course off. You know, can affect you, and so, and that's, and communication is one of those things. So, um, I've, I've been, it's been awesome working with Howie um, to help uh, build the team uh, that that uh, can get back to the playoffs and, and do damage in the playoffs. Um, say that. I'm sorry. Oh, Howie's contract. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I think a lot of a lot of the times, one one place where I feel like I lucked out as a first year head coach, and this is right the the one the one place I feel very fortunate is that I wasn't stepping into a situation right alongside a, a rookie GM. Right, I was stepping into a situation, and I've said this before in the past, like. I, I was. It was very unique for me because I was stepping into a situation with a with a GM that's had that's won super, that's won a Super Bowl that's that's won the NFC East multiple more times than any other NFC East team in the in the past what 15, 15 years. Um, that's been to the playoffs in the top five in the NFL. I was walking into a situation with a lot of experience, which I valued. So I, I love the fact that I'm going to be working side by side with them. Uh, you know, for the next three years and hopefully more uh, in continuation on that. Who's a, a, a backup or bottom of the roster player who needs to step into a big role this year? Yeah, you're always looking for all your guys to, all your guys to grow. I, I mentioned those corners earlier, right? Um, and I don't want to I don't want to single out or a position group, but since I talked about the corners earlier, I'll stay in that position group. Those guys have a great opportunity this year. And we believe in those guys. We believe in the skill sets that they have. We believe in the competitiveness, the toughness, the the character, the football IQ, the love of football that those guys have. And I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I mean, there's four young guys, right? And we obviously have two great veterans there with Avante and with Slay. And then we have four young guys that are vying for a position. What a battle that's going to be this, this year. Uh, to be able to see who who steps up and uh, and takes that position, and so um, I'm excited for those guys. I'm excited for those. We talked about the wideouts, right? Um, I'm excited for that group of guys to to continue to get better. 
Um, and we're going to need everybody to get better. I'm going to need to get better, right? Uh, Kevin Petullo is going to need to get better. Brian Johnson is going to need to get better. Uh, Jonathan Gannon is going to need to be better. And we're all fighting every day to do that. Um, it's kind of cool coming to something like this. And, you know, we were in a, a meeting the other day, and it was, all, it was showing all the highlights of the NFL uh, of the whole year. And it's like, it re, it's like gets you just excited, like can't wait to get back to work and, and keep building this team and, and developing our players uh, so we can be the, the last one standing. Um, but we, we, don't, we don't think too far ahead. We just think uh, one day at a time. And, uh, but it has been, been kind of cool to see all that stuff uh, this year. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.